When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. And as you can see with Joe, it's a snack pack right here for you at the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, go ahead and check out what we're doing with the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, I also do as well Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source. Go ahead and check those out as well. But again, Lakers Fast Break, please like, follow, and subscribe. I cannot thank you enough for your humongous support for us in our earlier show today, our live NBA free agency special, which has done a record number for us. We've got also a record number of subscribers. And please, if you can haven't, if you would, if you haven't subscribed yet, you please go ahead and do so. Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. But man, I tell you what. Over 3,000 views, over 1,000 more than we've ever done on the show, almost 50 subscribers. We just cannot thank you enough. Another 300 on Facebook. Just truly appreciate everybody watching, listening. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Also as well, LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947, has been saying right there for you at LakersBall.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Tom Wong, Laker Tom right there. Laker Tom is the number one Lakers blogger, and you can find him at LakersBall.com. Going to see if we can still get you know somewhere at Lakerholics.com. Want to go ahead and see if I can get the Lakerholics on this weekend. Some way, somehow, we'll try to work it out. I know Laker Tom has more to say. I think he's a little bit tired after being on the air so many hours, so we'll go ahead and give him a rest. Yeah, well, he's not as young as you or I, Joe, so just... You know, it's just the way it is, my friend. So go ahead and see if we can check out Laker Tom. But check out Laker Tom at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend John McCallion, go ahead and check him out today on YouTube, on his channel. And, of course, Stone Hansen, who did a tremendous job right there for you. All, almost all the show that we did. Yeah, that's really nice when I'm doing my intro. That's great. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anything you need. Oh, my gosh. But it is Stone Hansen from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Please go ahead and support him today at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And if you can support all of that, 
plus a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a very busy day for the NBA, over a billion dollars, and then some. Uh, closing in on $2 billion has been handed out in either extensions or free agent signings. It's just been, the money's just been flying all over the place. And the Lakers have been dishing out some of that money today with some signings that, again, uh, you know, with, if you look at the, if you listen to the es- experts on ESPN, if you, well, the ones that are still there after the layoffs today, the ones that are there are speaking great things about the Lakers. Torian Prince signing for one year and $4.5 million. Also as well, you've got Gabe Vincent, who signed later on three years, $33 million. Then you had Rui Hashimura coming back in the team on a three-year, $54 million contract. And then Cam Reddish, who again, is a favorite of the chat board, the best Lakers chat board that's out there at the Lakers fast break, signed for two years at the vet minimum, although the second year is a player option. So we'll see what happens with those four, one returning and three new entries and see what the Lakers can still do with the roster. But here today to talk about the day in general, plus I will go ahead later on and talk about some major extensions doled out in the NBA after we went off the air. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com. It's Ox1947, and please support him on his with his awesome company that is Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. It is Joe Sorrow, and Joe, you needed some time in the pool to relax after such a busy day for the Lakers. Overall, I'm I'm kind of uh, glad to see what what they did. It was a good day. A lot of the experts are saying it was a good day for the Lakers. Getting Gabe Vincent on that kind of contract, which, uh, you know, whether you like him or don't like it, it's got to be, a, to me in my estimation, for someone who's played so many playoff games, a valuable contract to go ahead and trade later on. Then you have Rui Hashimura, another, yeah, I guess, somewhat trade-friendly contract, about 17 a year. You have also as well Torian Prince, who could be a steal at four and a half. Your thoughts on the day for the Lakers so far? I'd say it was a B. Uh, it could it could turn into an A if they show up show up to what we hope they can be. Uh, the Lakers got depth. They got youth. They have players that are going to fit into a particular role, which is what you want. Uh, we're going to have a full training camp with this team. And we're going to be able to really set the stage here for a, a another run and hoping that the Lakers can build the continuity, build the chemistry, and go go f- as far as they can. Uh, we still have some, some open-ended situations here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reeves, I believe, will be signed. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I believe there's something going on there where the Lakers are exploring things and it's not public. It's not anything that we know what's going on, but uh, with the way these contracts are throwing out, are being thrown out. I don't know. I I'm, I'm going to take a guess that if there is something out there that the Lakers can do to use D'Angelo Russell to get a good return, I would, I would think that that's something they, they, they'd like to work on uh, before they officially bring him back. 
or worst comes to worst, you keep him, and then you have him and Gabe Vincent as your point guard and backup point guard. Yes, and uh, we're going to need to figure out something here uh, at the center position. Uh, the, the longer we wait, the longer that becomes a problem. Uh, we need a center, folks, and I don't yeah. want I don't want a Wenyan Gabriel minimum contract guy, and that's that's going to be a problem because I think that's the route it's going to go. We're going to have to get lucky in finding a serviceable big at the at the veteran minimum. Otherwise, we're going to have problems at the basket. Roberto, and that's what I think Joe means by considering you're giving them a B. What would you have done differently? I think that's the focus as well. Somebody, our, our focus on this show for several weeks has, as Joe said it, ever since the, the end of the playoff run for the Lakers, has been, you know, a priority for us is to see AD go back to the four just to save on some of the wear and tear for him. And in doing so, I think that you do need to find a center that could fit very well with his type of skill set. We had mentioned before, obviously, Brooke Lopez would have been a dream for us come true. We don't think that's going to happen at this point unless you do a sign and trade involving D'Angelo Russell, which I don't think uh, Milwaukee at this point would be interested in because that's who you would have to do it with. But there's also Christian Wood still out there as someone who could still get you some nice numbers, can stretch it out to the back end of the floor, can play alongside AD, doesn't give you the kind of defense that Brooke Lopez gives you, but again, someone that you may be able to get at a lower price. I don't think you could get them for the vet minimum or for whatever the Lakers can scrounge up. And then again, also Roberto, it, it would also be a fact that you would give the Lakers an A if we definitively knew or could sign already a D'Lo and obviously Austin Reeves, especially. <laughs> Big sigh right there. It, there's not much to discuss anymore. We've we've gone through many hours here today explaining the process and what can come. The Lakers need to go into next season understanding that this is a title run. And everyone needs to be focused and 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 understand their roles. And I don't see anyone here that's going to be a monkey wrench in it. The only thing is, though, Roberto has a great idea as far as Lopez and then bringing Bamba back on the minimum. But the I thing don't is, think Bamba's ever coming back. Uh, the only thing, though, is with Lopez side of it, Lopez has watched Vucevic in Chicago sign for 20 million. And who else signed for 20 million? Another center signed for 20 million escapes me right now, but that was very questionable in, in him signing for that much. Lopez, to my recollection earlier, was better than both of those individuals. And I think that Lopez playing right now, especially the fact that he was uh, the finished second in the uh, what, defensive player of the year voting, uh, was one of the leaders in block shots and can still stretch it out for almost 40% from three. I think that is the kind of absolutely perfect compliment to AD and I just don't see him going for now for less than 20, 25 million. A 20 million for Vucevic, my gosh, Lopez has got to go for more, right? So let's let's talk about this first. What if no one signs an offer sheet to Austin Reeves? He takes the four-year $52 million contract that the Lakers would offer him, correct? 
How does yeah. that change the dynamic now? Well, that's much lower than what the Lakers would be anticipating to pay. Correct. Now, what? What? How do you pivot from that? What? What? What can the Lakers do then to acquire a big? Can they? Will it matter? Is it allowed? These are the things that I am thinking about right now. What happens then? Because I thought I thought Austin would get a an offer by now. I'm kind of I'm trying to understand why why he doesn't have one. Is someone going to wake up tomorrow morning and go, okay, we'll we'll throw it at him, or are they looking at it as, look, they're gonna why waste our time? They're gonna they're gonna match it. Uh, we'd rather focus on something we can. Control. But Jacopoldo, Jacopoldo was the other one who signed for twenty million for four years. So yeah, since we got off air, there's been some contracts that just made me scratch my head. Desmond Bain, two hundred seven. Yeah. Yeah, yep, four years, uh, five years, two hundred seven million dollars, and then Tyrese Halliburton has, I believe, what if all incentives are hit? Was that up to two thirty or two sixty? Two sixty. I don't understand these contracts. At the least, if you need to, if you need to cover the ninety ninety uh, percent cap, I don't understand why these guys don't spread the wealth. Why are you dropping that much money on these guys? These are second-tier players. $260 million for Tyrese Halliburton? What the hell is he going to win you? Oh, Joe, he's 23 years old and going up. He's not worth two sixty. Jeremy Grant getting 32 These guys are not $32 million players. These, are, these guys aren't going to do jack crap for your team to win. What? I don't understand these contracts. You... Keep putting these aprons and hats and chefs, chefs knives and whatever the hell you want to call it these days to scare the owners into not making these stupid contracts. They keep getting worse. What are they doing? Setting up a hard cap at some point? But even then, they'll start dropping eighty million dollars a year on a player, and they'll have they'll be able to field five guys. This doesn't make any sense. These guys have. No idea how to field a team. 90% of this league has no idea how to field a team. Do you think Toronto overpaid for Dennis Schroeder, who went out and got a two-year, $26 million contract? Timing timing works for, for signing like that. They had zero point guards when Fred Van Vliet left. And Majuri, I, I, you, you've heard me. I'm not a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of him in general, like as a person. He, he kind of bothers me. But... Other than Popovich handing him Kawhi Leonard, what has this guy done before and after the, that that day that year? Everyone was bowing to him like he was Gandhi during that year, and then after that, what has he done? What did he do before then? It's easy when someone hands you something, right? Freaking uh, Popovich didn't want to trade Kawhi to, to L.A. Didn't want to trade him anywhere where he wanted to go. He sent him to North Siberia up in Toronto. Just so happened that everything kind of was in line at that moment. You had the Siakams, you had the Fred Red Fleets, you had uh, Kyle Lowry at, at the last, really the last year was really good. And you won a championship because at the same time, you won the championship because Kevin Durant blew out his, uh, his Achilles. So what, what do you do? I don't know. What do you do at this point? I don't know. You have to do what you got to do. And uh, I think 
I'm happy for Dennis because he got a little bit of money, his money back, the money that he turned down. <laughs> not all of it. A little going, bit. No, not the 80 yeah, going plus. To Toronto, going to Toronto wasn't, wasn't good for him either because the taxes up there are worse than anywhere else in America. But the $80 million he was offered originally so many years ago, uh, I don't think he'll ever be able to recoup that. This probably will be one of the largest contracts he ever has for the rest of his careers. But, you know, I just think, you know, he 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 gives you certain things. I know in our audience, he's very divisive and polarizing as a player. Some people like call me Oso is very sad to see him go. There are others that are uh, happy to see him go. So it's, it's, I guess, beauty in the eye of the beholder there. Is he a starting point guard in the league? Well, Toronto, just by default, is going to have him there. But I, I don't know. As a backup point guard, I always thought he was very effective. He did win six man of the year at one time. But now you've got him as your starting point guard in Toronto on a contract that's even larger per year basis than Gabe, what we signed for Gabe Vincent. <clears throat> Gabe Vincent has a fire that appealed to the Lakers. It's someone that Pat Riley found, Spolster coached, and I think that's what they're looking for. I think that's what they were looking for. And uh, how that plays out during the season, we're going to find out. I don't know enough about Gabe Vincent to to make a really truly true assessment. I do know that he was born in Modesto, California, which isn't too far from a town called Turlock, California, where I was where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played for the Stockton Kings. And then eventually ended up in Miami. And it doesn't alleviate your small guard problem because he is six two. You're trading essentially a six two guard for a six two guard. Yeah, but someone who's got a little bit more feistiness in him, in which uh, you can you can stick Gabe at at, at a player and have him be up in his grill. Uh, whereas Dennis Schroeder isn't really that type of player. Uh, we might have traded a, a, a defensive, a, an offensive player for a defensive player at that point, which it would would help in in the long run on this team. The team does need some guards that can actually guard. I think that kind of hurt us a little bit, especially with Jamal Murray in, in, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Gabe didn't have a good finals either, though, uh, yep. and that's that's a problem, which – they see something though there that they think they can develop and that he might be coming up and, you know, maybe he didn't do well in his first series, but in the finals, but maybe he might be better next year, uh, which is, I'm hoping that that is the case. Well, the, he's, re- he's at the prime of his career. He's 27 years old. So I mean, yeah, he's, I, I, he's I not going to get a whole lot better. I'm, I gave them a B. I gave the Lakers a B because mainly because they're, they're, taking care of their own stuff. Uh, the little things here and there are okay. I haven't been too excited. I haven't been too down on any of the uh, any of the outside signings yet. Uh, I'm very, very, very anxious to see what they do with D'Angelo Russell. If they end up finding a package where they trade him for, let's say, a big and maybe another player, uh, that would probably move that B into a B-plus or an A-minus. Uh, I want to. I see just that. wish Gabe Vincent shot better because you know this year. He's Don't we all? But if he shot better, he wouldn't be a MLE player. He'd be like these guys that are getting twenty yeah. to twenty-five million dollars. Bruce Brown got twenty-two million dollars for I don't know what for winning a championship with the team and being loud. 
uh, going to Indiana where he's not going to win anything. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, <laughs> you know, shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Preach is asking us, do you see the Lakers signing Christian Wood? Remember a couple days ago when I was the first one to say that out there? Nobody in Lakers land or Lakers podcast land was saying that on the radio. Anyone? I dropped that at first, and it's gone like wildfire since. There is still a chance Christian Woods can actually go ahead and maybe sign a one year for a very small amount. But I know that wouldn't make him happy. But you know what? On a team like this, he could show out and get a nice contract and, you know, uh, rejuvenate his career. Will it be a Malik Monk situation where he has to take good point a small contract, which would be a veteran minimum, by the way. Yeah, that's all the Lakers have. Would it be a Lake? Would it be a minimum? If you got Christian Wood for the minimum, you absolutely won in this offseason. Yeah, that's an A. That is an A now, because now you have a guy that can actually do something there. It's not just some guy that's gonna eat up minutes he can actually do stuff because okay think about it everyone okay the one two of the few options that are left is san antonio and houston he's already been to houston houston has had that experience before and even though they do need help at the five they don't want i don't you know you'd assume the way he left on such bad terms would probably say he's not probably very welcome or wanted in houston and san antonio is he the right fit for someone like Victor Wemiyama, because he needs his own touches instead of just creating a lot of offense around him. Christian Woods is going to be the guy that if he doesn't get enough touches in the offense, he may sulk on a team like that in San Antonio where you're not winning very much right away. With the Lakers on a team that is contending for a world title, he may be someone that you could start at the five, play also back up at times, he just alternate between what you see and what you what you want for him. No, he doesn't give you great defense like we've talked about, but he can give you a little bit of rim protection. But with AD alongside Joe, it could be a situation that they mesh very well. It could. I didn't say it would. I said it could be a situation where they mesh very well. I'm hearing that the Heat are interested. I just don't know. If... He wouldn't play center, though, unless you're moving Bam to the four. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to get lucky there. And I think, yeah. I think, uh, I just don't see a team not taking a chance on him at, at this point. He's 27. He's just hitting his prime. 
And I have a hard time believing there isn't going to be a team that's going to offer him three or four million dollars at the very least. So I mean, we still just, have. Oh, go ahead. He would have to. He would have to want to come play to L.A. He would want to have to bet on himself and come to L.A., kill it, win a championship with L.A., and then get paid next year. I don't know if he's willing to make that sacrifice. I think there's going to be a team like the Nets or Miami, maybe that throws them three or four mil or five mil or six or seven, whatever. And then at that point, you know, he, he, he gets more than what he would get in LA. Uh, if he wants to show himself off, I, I don't think there's a bigger stage in LA at this point. Absolutely. for someone who could start at center. He can, he has a starting position. He would be, he, he would have LeBron and AD take up a lot of attention and he would be scoring at will. I mean, we get 16 points from that center position. That is absolutely gigantic, especially if he's playing 30 to 35 minutes. He's probably going to play 30 to 32 minutes, actually. I don't think he'll play 35. But if you can get him to play 30 minutes at center, you are doing a huge favor for AD and the offense in general. And if he's not going to play good defense, at least if he can play average defense, that's enough. You don't need him to play, you know, Dwight Howard in his prime defense. Just be there. You're you're six nine. You got a huge wingspan. You got AD Roman with you. You got now a couple guys that are more uh, bulldogs that at the perimeter. Make it make it work. Make it make it work all the way through. I will say though, Joe, if they do sign him, they have the ability. There's about what after the eleven million dollars per year that you signed uh, Vincent to. There was 12.4 on that exception. You know, if you try to finagle the numbers, you could get an extra million here, maybe another million there, but that would probably only mean you could sign him for a contract, maybe around three at the most, three or four, I'm thinking, as far as far as maybe you could squeeze out four million somewhere as far as uh, squeezing that out there, but it wouldn't be, you're still, like you said, you're not talking about a huge number for him. There's still a, an opportunity for the Lakers to open up more money, but that would need to involve D'Angelo Russell not signing. Now that would open up a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, Could be another 15 to 20 right there. Yes, but it, I think the Lakers don't. Gabe Vincent uh, and their current guard setup would, is, is going to function better with D'Angelo there. We And I say that because we're – that's what we can control. If you just have Gabe Vincent being there, you're probably going to have a problem with him doing what he needs to do. If you have D'Angelo there, it's a little bit easier for for that to be set up. D'Angelo's going to start no matter no matter what, and Gabe come up, will we'll come off the bench and supplant and play in certain matchups depending on who they're playing. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to lose sight of that. Yes, we do need a big, but not a not a sacrificing something else, especially with the league being what it is. The league is a very guard making shot dominant league. And we need those guys to make shots. And we're needing our, the Vandos and the Ruiz. We need these guys to work their butts off and, and be shot makers here this, this next season, because if they're making those shots, it's going to obviously put everything together the right way. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Soro from Simblades and LakersBall.com, along with me, Gerald Glassman, from the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And again, a special thank you to everyone who is part of our live coverage of NBA Free Agency. This is the Free Agency Wrap-Up for you. 
Hope you've enjoyed it as well. And if you have not yet, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. We do plan weekend shows until this whole thing comes out as far as shows that we need to go ahead and come back to you on because the fact that there is still much to discuss and still much to go ahead and take care of if you're the Lakers. I do want to mention to you, Joe, if it is as verified Twitter, and like uh, actually Stone said, you can purchase blue checks. But if you look at his verified Twitter, supposedly, quote unquote, Christian Wood has a very interesting picture. If you look at it, my friend, I won't spoil it for you. But if you look at the picture, it might give a clue as to where he might want to go and play basketball for, for Christian Wood. And this is on his Twitter. It's on his Twitter. And I think the kid, I I know he played here at UNLV, but I believe he is from the Southern California. I'm going to look that up right now, but I just want to make sure and let everybody know because he is, why are we, yeah, he's from Long Beach. So, you know, he is a SoCal kid at heart. With that, there could be some signs that, you know, he may want to come here. And I know we're stressing a lot on Christian Wood, but given the alternatives, everyone, you know, and I still think we need a backup center along that as well, just because, you know, if we are fortunate enough to sign a Christian Wood, we would still need another backup center like a Jackson Hayes or, uh, you know, Mesa Plumley, et cetera, et cetera. So if we are able to sign the, you know, two seven footers still with the remaining money we have left and still get Rui and still, excuse me, and still get Rui and still get, of course, who we already signed. And still get, of course, AR-15. And, of course, still get D'Angelo Russell. My gosh, that could be something special. And Joe and I would probably have to give an A and say Rob did it once again. I'm still on the fence with Rob. Still two years of miscalculations, you know, leading into the trade deadline where he really did well. Your thoughts, Joe? Did you get a chance to see Christian Wood's Twitter? I'm looking for right now. There's too many Christian woods okay well then i'll give it i'll let you go ahead and it is 30 try to go ahead with 35 go with you'll see the number 35 let me me find it here real quick one second okay because that's the number he usually likes to go with so okay so here we are twitter just 30 yeah at chris wood underscore Ah, Ah, all all of our audience and and, uh, now he just posted that this today no no, it's it's just something he's had on his header for looks. I'm assuming for a while because I don't see any type of do you, changes. Do on you, that. G- Gerald? You know, everyone's just a Kobe ch- fan, and everyone's no, a Laker fan. And growing up, you know that, right? Yes, I understand that. But I'm just anything. trying to. I'm trying to provide hope for our audience out there, Joe. Hope. I don't care right now about that. I want. I want to make sure that the, we get things done. Well, it's 10.30 at night. There's there's no hope in this business. 10.30 at night in U.S. Pacific time, the Lakers still don't have significant bigs to add to the lineup unless you want to bring in the kid and have him play, you know, the undrafted kid and bring him Charlton and bring him in here to go ahead and play significant minutes. If you're doing that, that doesn't sound like a championship formula right now unless the kid can just knock it out of the park. Darvin Ham doesn't like to play bigs. He likes he to, play like to play small rookies. guards. Okay. He doesn't like to play. He doesn't like to play. He likes three guard lineups, doesn't he? Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm. We have to wait and see what happens with D'Angelo. If they sign D'Angelo and they sign Austin Reeves, we're gonna get probably two bigs at the at the minimum. 
That's what we need to fill out this rest Ritz yes. roster. Who we're gonna get? I don't know. I don't know really. I don't know who the hell they're gonna get. <laughs> it's not uh, Plumley uh, was was one of the guys we were worried about, but apparently I'm hearing that he's gonna get a pretty good contract. Is is that true? Well, again, Vucevic, Podol, they both got twenty million a year. Uh, that's why I think still I think. Brooke Lopez would have signed earlier, but seeing those contracts, the one that was signed a couple of days ago with Vucevic and seeing Podols now at, 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 at four for 80, you know, these are guys in the case of Podol, he can't shoot a free throw to save his life, but actually is a very good rim protector. But yeah, he doesn't shoot threes. You know, again, I, Brooke Lopez is older than those two guys, but he would be the better option for most NBA teams. We're going to need, we're going to need a lane spreader uh, at the at the center position so we're 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 in trouble on that so I, don't know we, I don't know who we can get at the veteran minimum that can at least spread the floor a little bit and play defense who is out there that can do that that's, that's those that, those are, those are the guys that are making 20 million dollars a year so that basically means it's going to be all on ad again to protect the paint and to play the five play the five if they don't get that done. Adam's asking if we think that they're planning on using AD at the five again. If they don't get a legitimate big, no, yes, very likely, which I'm not a big fan of, unfortunately. I think you're going to wear them out again, and we're going to have a problem in the playoffs if if, if that's what the 82-game season ends up being. And there's, you know, if something happens to AD, guess who's going to go on a rant immediately about what he said today? You had the opportunity to go out and get a big, and you just didn't. They get didn't. It done. They didn't really. But I'm just saying it's an if. If yeah, it's happens. it's one of those situations where you do want those guys, but they're not available, and you can't pay them unless you use D'Angelo's contract to sign and trade for 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 a big and maybe somebody else. But then now you're you're left with a thin guard lineup. And you're screwed then too, and then you have LeBron playing most of the point the whole game. It's 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 a tough situation. It is Preach a tough is situation. Asking, yeah. Preach is asking about Willie Cauley Stein, who unfortunately has never been able to pan out well as a former to top ten, top ten pick. Uh, he was playing in the G League, I think, for Mexico City, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he's. He's someone that, I mean, it could be out there. I don't know if he's rejuvenated his career in workouts or whatnot, if he's still able to go ahead and get back in the league, if he's got a good enough rep now to get back in the league. Your thoughts on Willie Cauley-Stein as a backup for the Lakers? I think that's someone that, uh, I, you know, I don't know. You're, are you getting the Willie Cauley-Stein in Sacramento or are you getting the Willie Cauley-Stein in Dallas that stunk it up and got released and sent to Mexico City. Are you getting Willie Cauley-Stein the bust or Willie Cauley-Stein the guy that doesn't belong in the NBA? Yeah. Those are two different Willie Cauley-Steins, and they're both equally ass. Call me also says – I think he was what, – what he was really good at was getting tattoos. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what he was good at. And looking like a guy that straight up came out of prison. That was what he. That's that was his a contribution as an NBA player. Every time I saw him in Sacramento, he had a, had a new tattoo, and it looked like he had just gotten out of bed. Uh, sorry, guys. I, I I don't. I think when you're a professional in any industry, 
if you constantly look like you're unprofessional, it does trickle down to your to your job um, eventually, especially if your focus isn't there. Alex not- Len is another bust, but he did provide a, some key what minutes you know playing he was Sabonis's uh, replacement he would come in for 10 minutes a game in the playoffs uh you know maybe he can give you that kind of uh work in the regular season for the Los Angeles Lakers although during the regular season the Kings really never gave him a chance and then you've got DeMarcus Cousins I think his name is going to be shouted out there for the next two three years I know he's working out here in Vegas I know he lives here in Vegas and I know he works out constantly but I think the ship has sailed with cousins. Yeah, I really stop do. with what everybody has to stop with these has beens and these guys are that are done. Yeah, but call me also. Cousins was like that was a how many injuries before that was he, that was before he tore his Achilles quad and the Achilles. Yeah, his his career started to end after the quad tear, and then his Achilles blowing out was the 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 clincher. He's done, and you have to understand Demarcus Cousins was the quintessential uh, using his talent at, at, at its peak. He never really – he wasn't one of those guys that's going to work on his game. He just used his talent. He was so talented. That's all he really needed. He's kind of like the Tracy McGrady of, of centers. As soon as the talent ran out, he was useless. Agreed, uh, call. Uh, yeah, this shows how desperate we're getting for a center. And that – Again, that's why we can't give the team a an A yet, plus also making sure we resign, uh, of course, Austin Reeves and hopefully D'Lo as well, or at least utilize D'Lo and assign a trade to build more depth for this team. I know that was mentioned that is Lonnie a goner. I think Lonnie Walker fourth is a goner. I just think, it, again, someone who was not able to sustain his spot in the rotation he did come back for that one shining moment in the playoffs. Your thoughts on Lonnie Walker? I mean, if he came back, I could see him running into the same situation again where he falls behind some guys and he stops playing for this team. Well, there's only so many minutes and so many jobs. <laughs> you know, I don't know necessarily if he was in the doghouse. He just, there wasn't enough playing time. Guys, this is a seven to eight man league. Yes, you can get lucky and run a 10-man uh, rotation in the regular season. But you have to have guys that are entrenched in the mindset of, of what the team needs. And 7 to 8, though, is the is the consistent number of the rotation. And you have LeBron James. You're going to have uh, Anthony Davis, uh, hopefully Reeves. Then you're going to have D'Angelo. And then you're going to have Vando. That's your starting five. Now you have three more guys that are going to play consistently after that. Now what? How are you going to play everybody? What, 12 minutes? 10 minutes? And and I've told you, Joe, uh, you know, uh, we talked about Max Christie. And it's like, okay, everybody's talking about, you know, during last season. Let's play Max Christie more. Let's play Max Christie more. Let's play Max Christie more. And then I hear we see, we see all the moves that are going today, and then all of a sudden I stop hearing about let's play Max Christie more. I stop hearing about that, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not the biggest Max Christie fan in the world yet, okay? Because I still have to see a more because I haven't seen enough of him to know whether or not that's going to be something that's going to last out. And the fact is, the guy has already one year left on his contract, 
So we've got to see sooner rather than later if he's going to be something that the Lakers can use in the rotation. And that plays a factor in this too. How does that work with Prince and Gabe Vincent and Vando? And then if 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 Max Christie starts improving, where do you put him now? Yeah. How does he build any rhythm? Especially when you're talking about a team uh, or, or a league in general where shooting is is paramount, right? How do you get into a rhythm? How do you get consistency? Not everyone is Vinnie Johnson, folks. Vinnie Johnson was called the microwave when he played for the Pistons because he had a rare talent where he didn't have to warm up. He could come off the bench, didn't matter whether it was beginning of the second quarter, middle of the first, end of the fourth. He did his job. But that is a talent in its own. Someone who doesn't even, it doesn't matter when, what, 12 minutes, 28 minutes, 30 minutes, he comes in there and does his work. That's not the norm, guys. That takes a certain talent. That's a talent in itself to be able to do that. Most guys don't know how to do that. And especially in a league where shooting is the most important thing, shooting needs rhythm. Shooting needs rhythm. Shooting needs repetition. And you're going to have to play guys based off of quick spurts. Running a team concept. And knowing their role and knowing that their role means we're going to put you here, put you there for a few minutes. You're not going to be playing 30 to 35 minutes so you can maximize your contracts and your ability to make more money when you're a free agent. A lot of these guys, it's hard. Guys, it's it's only, a, what is it, a 15-man roster? You got the two-way players, and then you have 13 guys that are on the roster, right? As yeah. normal guys. So two two-ways <coughs> and then 13. So let's just say 15. 15 players on, on, on game day times 30. Talking about 450 players. Imagine that, guys. I want you to really put that in perspective. 450 players are playing in the number one league on the planet. That's it in, in a given night, in a, in, a, in a game night. That's it. So if we're sitting here calling guys overpaid and all that. Are they really overpaid? <laughs> Are we really surprised when they want more playing time so they can showcase their skills? Not really. Not when you look at it from a different perspective, the common sense perspective. So Max Christie's going to go into his last season under contract at the moment. What do you think he's going to want to do? He's going to want to play. Is he going to give the effort if he doesn't get the playing time? I don't know. Seems like a good guy. Seems to get his 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 his, his role. Well, how's Vincent gonna play? I'm sorry, Prince and Gabe Vincent. And how is uh, how is DeAndre Russell gonna play if something happens where the Lakers only give him a two year, forty million dollar contract because the market didn't throw anything at him? How does that come out? There's a lot of scenarios here. A lot of scenarios. Uh, Jackson Hayes is a very interesting thing. Um, don't be surprised if that's the guy we end up with. But is he? Is he, he doesn't do anything for you outside of being in the dunker spot, and obviously, Ooh. you know, being a, a rim protector, which would be great alongside AD. But then again, you're talking about another non-shooter that you'd have to probably put him in as a reserve role and not as a starter. So AD will not be able to slide down to the four consistently. 
not consistently, but he is a almost seven footer, twenty three years old. Can run the floor. Can run the floor. Can you know drop drop hammers down if, if the ball is placed in the right place. And at, at this point, you have to again, you, beggars can't be choosers. So you take what you can get. It's better than anything we got now. And at least you got some 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 size there, and a young a young guy, and young guy maybe maybe he get he starts getting it after after coming to L.A. I don't know, but uh, it's going to be a veteran minimum pickup, so it, 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 you can't really fault him uh, whether he, if he plays well or not. Preach, I will tell you right now, that's our right now that's probably the best scenario since Lopez Lopez looks like he's being priced out of the market. He's being priced. You know, he's probably going to get a two-year, $50 million deal or thereabouts would be my guess at this point because I think he's irritated that Vucevic and Podol, who are not as good as him, getting better money. Yeah, they're a little younger, in some, but Vucevic, not by much. But, yeah, they're a little younger, but they don't have the talent and skill set that, of course, we see from Book Lopez. But I would say right now, under the circumstances, if we could get – if we could get Christian Wood on a contract and then bring in Jackson Hayes as a reserve big, Joe, I think that's an that there you go. A plus right there. A plus from for Rob. I don't know how you do that, but I, uh, I don't know. Sure. I, I mean, that would probably involve a sign and trade for Delo, unless for somehow you could convince Wood to just get, you know, what we talked about, what the four or five million dollars we could squeeze out and then sign, of course, Jackson Hayes to the minimum. Who's a center right now that might want to get traded? That's a good question. Outside of DeAndre Ayton, I don't know how happy he is with the new lineup there in Phoenix, but Frank Vogel's willing to give him a try. But Phoenix may be hard-pressed to go ahead and trade him. They did sign a lot of uh, you know halfway decent veteran minimums today. Uh, I really like Udawananabe at the veteran minimum. I like a couple of the other ones that they got. Uh, but still, if they really want to provide some depth, they may have to trade DeAndre Ayton. But again, that's more than what the Lakers could offer as far as in trade, even with a sign and trade of D'Angelo. You know, I don't see anybody other than – I mean, there's really no 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 big right now that's been on the market other than DeAndre Ayton. And Phoenix wants to probably see what Frank Vogel can do with him. If he, if he wasn't going to listen to Monty Williams, why would he listen to Frank Vogel? Uh, I still say Phoenix has a plan to trade him if they have to. Preach is asking about Serge Ibaka. I think he's had too many injuries. His back has been... Yeah, Serge, well since known. his back, yeah, since his back went on, he's been useless. It's yeah, not as not as not the same as Dwight Howard's back. I remember when they but... traded him to Milwaukee, he was going to be that last key piece. And although I think he did win a championship there, he really na- never gave them the contribution that they needed. No, he you can't do. Serge was a very he was very bouncy, and when your back is kaput. And you lose that, you're 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 not going to be the same player. Miles Turner, I don't believe is on the block, guys. I know Laker Tom would be disappointed in hearing that, but there there is no indication that that Indiana wants to trade him. So I don't really I don't see what's going on there. Now, if you came to me, so Roberto, that's a that's an interesting question. 
Drummond it, is not popular earlier today. No, with our Drummond group. is not popular, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective. If mm-hmm. if Chicago said we need a guard, mm-hmm. we need a guard, and we want a point a, guard, a point guard, right? I, I I still say there's a deal in Chicago there if Reinsdorf wants to play ball, and you use D'Angelo Russell as as the key piece, and you try to get back Caruso here, and then maybe try to finagle. Uh, DeMar DeRozan here, but I don't know. That's, I guess, me just kind of looking at fantasy and hoping for that. But let's just say, let's keep it simple then. Let's say, what's Drummond making right now? Three. He signed for three with Chicago. Okay, Okay. so it would have to be another player that gets involved there. Uh, Would you take Drummond, Caruso, and one other player from Chicago for D'Angelo Russell? That's the question. Uh, Intel, if let me ask you this again, ask yourself this again. Vucevic just got 20 a year, Jakob Podol just got 20 a year. What do you think Brooke Lopez is now asking for himself at this point in time? You have to also understand, as Bruce, I'm sorry, you have to understand that Brooke is not a young guy either. Yeah, so it's not that that, that plays a factor in why these other guys are getting those contracts because they're young. Brooke is well, not, uh, no, Vucevic is still on the wrong side of 30 let's look at their let's go look let's let's look at their age okay so Vucevic is 31 32 31 and then you have Brooke Lopez he's 36 37 36 that's a huge difference G yeah I'm just telling you that's why it would be a shorter term contract but you can see his agent ask I'm telling what his agent would ask I'm not saying what the market market the market's been blown up already Mm. for centers you, they've been overpaying for ever since Vucevic a couple of days ago signed for 20 million a year. That's an overpay and then some for Vucevic. The overpay is an interesting word that, that I've we've been saying here today. It's trending worldwide on Twitter for a reason. Yeah, but but it's it's a it's a dumb word if you think about it. I just told you guys we have 450 players on a on a given day uh, in the NBA that are playing. Um. The world has 8 billion people in it. Are they really overpaid? Is anyone really overpaid? You tell me. Okay. Do you think you saw value in Vucevic getting 20 million a year for a team that's going nowhere? Value for winning championships? No. What is the goal of these teams? How many? I would love to get an honest survey of all 30 owners, and I want to find out what the percentage is in terms of what are you doing with this team? Are you about winning first? And I'm going to take a guess that 20 out of the 30 teams say, if they're being honest, are going to say no. And then at that point, they're just trying to run the rules the the way it's supposed to. Signing up 90% 90 of the cap and collecting their TV money and all that crap. Wanted to ask you this, my friend, with Luca asking, uh, if we stay objective, the Lakers have shown no size or attention to play AD at the four. We have dozens of fours, in his opinion. Again, when Joe speaks about that, or I speak about moving AD for the four, it's things that we see as far as the long-term benefits of AD playing the four instead of playing the five constantly. You're right, Luca. They've made no inference. Obviously, since they're not looking to sign a big, or at least as far as we know, that's probably a very telling sign. They're comfortable with AD at the five. 
which would concern me greatly because they've not recollected their own injury history with Anthony Davis, Joe. Yes, correct. If you're going to be stubborn and say that we need him at the five, you're going to see the results of 2021, 2022, and 2023. What happened in all three seasons? AD out for the for the year after uh, game three or game four of the Phoenix series. 2022, pretty much missed, what, 30, 30 games? Didn't make the playoffs. 2023, ran out of gas towards the end. What happened in 2020? And I know there's an argument that there was a break, blah, blah, blah. But the Lakers were playing very well going into March. They were come, they were getting a whole different stride in, 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 in March of 2020 before COVID hit. And I don't great point, Adam. Great point. He I needed larger help than Rui Hashimura with help on Jokic. No one could stop Jokic. The issue with the Lakers is they didn't LeBron couldn't get to the basket for four quarters. He did it one quarter, he did it maybe two quarters. And then towards the end, everybody ran out of gas because number one, no one made any shots and LeBron couldn't get to the basket. And then, of course, Jamal Murray kept making every shot that mattered. And the, the, the Denver Nuggets in general kept making every outside shot. You guys saw it. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., if he was open, he made every shot. What were we doing? We were clanking them. Shot-making league, folks. Shot-making league. Because there were times where the Lakers somewhat contained Jokic. But the thing is, the other guys came through. And that's what happens when you're on a championship team. Championship teams have other people do stuff, just like the Lakers back in the day with Robert Ory, Rick Fox, Derek Fisher, Horace Grant. Doesn't matter what it is. Trevor Ariza, Paul Gasol, Ron Artest. It's not just Kobe and Shaq and Jokic and Jamal Murray. It's the other guys, too. It's a 12 to 15 man team, and you have five guys on the court playing. So. We have to be careful not being prisoners in the moment, guys. We really, really have to focus on that. The Lakers' job right now is to continue the continuity that they have. They're bringing in the right pieces to continue to make sure that they have the right mentality coming into next season because you need guys that understand chemistry. Why did they get Gabe Vincent? I'll tell you really why they did. They know he's a team player. They know that Pat Riley loved them. If Pat Riley loves you and Eric Spolster loves you, you know that guy is going to be a good player, especially a good role player. Those things matter. You saw the difference between Gabe Vincent and Kendrick Nunn when it, when it comes to which one was available. The only reason why I believe the Miami Heat did not pick up Gabe Vincent is because I think they're going to go after Damian Lillard. And really? That's their focus. I don't know if they're going to be able to make it happen, but – I believe they have to figure out a way to make it happen if they are to win a championship because they can still run it back and keep getting the guys from, from outside the house and guys that are playing in the G leagues and all that, but they might be able to get away with that stuff in the East, but he ain't going to get, he ain't going to get, you're not going to get to the finals and, and, and win Jack squad. If you, if you have those, if you have the same mindset and the same players, you're going to need another star. You're going to need another star next to Jimmy Butler. Because it looks like the power shift has taken an even stronger hold in the West with Phoenix, 
with what's been going down with Sacramento, Dallas, all making maneuvers, the Lakers, all making maneuvers to try and prove the team and fight off whatever De- Denver's going to dish out. You haven't seen that much of a power shift other than possibly Boston take, you know, taking even more control with the Porzingis trade. And then you see what could happen in Milwaukee. You did, they did resign Middleton, but there's a very good chance they could lose Lopez. Yes. If they lose Lopez, it's a, it's a pretty big hit, but is it really, uh, where was Lopez in the first round? Good point. You know, we, we don't pay attention to the games a lot. Well, I but do, Giannis, but Giannis did get hurt. What two games in? He did, and then you know, Budenholz and stubbornness, which this is a normal thing in, in the coaching. Grayson world. Allen, not not yeah. putting not putting Giannis on Jimmy Butler was 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 just not a smart move. Uh, you don't save something to hope that they have more later. You need to solve the problem now, and if. If you don't do that in time, you're, you're going to find yourself losing the way they did. That that was one of the bigger choke jobs, and that, I don't like to use the word choke, but you you cannot call anything uh, when it comes to a one seed losing to an eight seed anything other than a choke, especially with the way the Milwaukee Bucks played all year. They played like a one seed all year, and you can't lose to Miami, I'm a Miami team that lost its first play-in game. On top of that, can't do it. Yeah can do it. And I think we overvalue a lot of these guys in terms of the winning side. I think Brooke Lopez had a great year. Um, and I know the market's going to be, I think the market's going to tell us that he's a $20 million a year player for at least a couple more years. I think his agent's probably trying to find a three-year type deal maybe, but I don't think anybody's going to give him a two, uh, anything. I don't think anybody's going to give him more than a two-year and if he wants the money he wants, he might have to take a one year and a team option. And that's 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 likely where that's gonna go. So Callie Dre, you're from San Diego, I'm assuming, right? Is that why six it's six one nine? I still have my number, by the way. I lived in San Diego from nineteen ninety six to two thousand nine. And where did you graduate from, Joe? Oh, I'm glad you oh, asked. I'm glad you asked. Still has it there from yes, our Lakers History yes, 101 graduation yes, the other day. Yes, and congratulations. This is what an alumnus looks like, guys. Yes. Okay. San Diego State University. Okay, even though you technically you're an alumnus if you haven't graduated, but if you don't have this at your college, not really an alumni. Come on. All right. You were well, going to pass by and then quit. Yeah, I okay. said it. Well, congratulations again to our class of 30, our first class of 2023. If you want to see who it was, go ahead and check out the previous episodes of the Lakers Fast Break, including Lakers History 101 earlier this week. But it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Joe Sor from LakersBall.com and Simblades.com and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. You got so many people out there still asking about, uh, Adam says, I root for San Diego State. Uh, he also says, that as a T-Wolves fan, uh, he likes the Shake Milton pickup. Yeah, I think that was pretty solid. Uh, again, this is a team that's trying to get out of the disappointment that they have after the Gobert trade and that debacle. Hopefully, they're try, get, trying to do what they can to salvage something because you only will have so many years left of Anthony Edwards before he wants to go ahead and bail if it continues. Uh, Oscar says, according to Sport Track, Lakers have $37 million in luxury tax base. 
No more BA or TMLE with Reeves and D'Lo expected to resign. What big can the Lakers afford? Might as well bring back Wenyan and Mo. Uh, I again, uh, Wenyan, I would not take if you. You can't give me back Wenyan. I'm sorry. That's that's something as everybody knows on the show. It's Wenyan's a really hard deal for me. Someone, a kid, you know, I root for a story. Cut being cut by six teams gives you energy, but you saw in the playoffs how little he can give you. With Mo, it's just the fact that Bamba has just no basketball awareness. And you see that even in the short flashes of the, of the game. But I would probably take Mo over Wenyan just because of the, the the size and the fact that he can shoot. So I could probably say of the two, I would probably say Mo at the minimum would be okay. But with whatever the Lakers can squeeze out left, I'm hoping that Christian Wood is still a possibility. Why do you think Christian Wood has not signed as of yet with a team for more? Probably waiting to see what, what Brooke Lopez gets. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these guys are going to wait out the the market and see what, what their options are, who's going to need uh, their services, and who's going to be desperate enough to pay them more than what they probably should get. That's my that's that's kind of my my thought on that. Uh, I heard that the Clippers are thinking of trading Zubac. Did you hear that as well? But where would he go to if he goes for the Lakers? Comes back to Lakers. For I think they're D'Angelo? trying to. I think they're trying to figure out a way to clear some more money out so that they can go get Harden. Okay, if that's great and all, but what, who would they have for a senior a center? Because see, Plumlee is also out on the. Uh, and I, 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 I'm hearing that Plumlee would be the, the starting center. Okay, you bring him back. Plumlee's your starting center. Okay. Uh, I think that's a serious downgrade. I know he does play well as far as in the passing game, but, you know, he's just not as steady to me as Zubats. Zubats is someone that I think gave you more size in the interior. Plus, he, he could challenge. He does get beat by the, the Jokic's of the world, you know, but he does. He, I think he's very competitive against those guys and does not back down. I would probably, you know, take, you know, Zubats back in a heartbeat if you find the right tr- trade for him. But I just, I don't think the Lakers would ever trade with the Clippers after the last Zubats trade that they did with Muscala. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know necessarily if that was the Clippers' fault. I think that was Magic Johnson's fault. Yeah. His infatuation with uh, body per- percentage fat was, was a culprit of why he let Brooke Lopez go and let and traded – uh, Zubac for a bag of used uh, M&M wrappers. I don't, I don't, I don't. And that, that, that it's just, it's mind boggling to me that you have the geniuses of, 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 of their league doing such moronic trades based off of stupid things. I never kind of understood that. I understand that you're, if you're a coach and you, let's say you're a great player that was a, that, that became a coach uh, and you you're you're not able to communicate with the player that that isn't getting it right because you're Magic Johnson, you're Michael Jordan, you were you were players, right? You were players, and you're 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 like wondering why these players like you aren't understanding how to play a certain way. That makes sense, but when you're an executive, you have to understand the team concept and what works. What? How do you not understand that either? Why was Jerry West one of the few ex-great players that understood that? Oh, I know why. Because he's in the gyms. 
he's he's got his hand in 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 the work. He's in the high school gym. Jerry, the great Jerry West, the logo is going to high schools. He's going to colleges. He's sitting there in the most boring times of the year, figuring out this and that, and then personalities and skill sets and chemistry guys and all that. That's what you have to do. Not sitting around and and wondering and being excited about training Ben Simmons, who's not even on your team and not realizing that's tampering. And then you had Michael Jordan on the, the, the Charlotte Bobcats and he's drafting Adam Morrison third. What the hell are you doing? Why are you watching ESPN and listening to these guys? That's what he did with Lonzo Morning. I'm sorry, Lonzo Ball instead of getting Jason Tatum. That's what he was doing with letting Brooke Lopez go. That's what he was doing when he traded Zubac. So all this stuff, all these bad things that have happened have come from guys that don't do the work. Yes, you think that they do work because they say they do and they're successful. But I've been around a lot of business guys that are successful. You'll be, you'll, you'd laugh at how they do their work. You'd actually laugh. But because they make the money, it's okay. Well, I will tell you, though, at this point in time, the money is still out there, but it is getting limited. Just uh, wanted to let you know why it was. We're here back at the Lakers fast break. Bobby Marks tweeted out there, speaking of ESPN, the team's left with significant cap room. San Antonio still has 29. Houston has 25. Sacramento has 18. And there's still D'Angelo Russell, Russell Westbrook, Io Dosunmu, Patrick Beverly, Austin Reeves, Max Struess, Dante DiVincenzo, Eric Gordon, Miles Bridges, uh, Miles Bridges, Dylan Brooks, and Matisse Thibel, among others, as far as individuals still out there looking for a contract. I'm glad he didn't put Christian Wood because I really want to keep him under the radar. So hopefully the Lakers will go ahead and be able to get him on the cheap. Your thoughts on any of those players? Obviously, Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell still stand out for us. But is there anyone out there you're going like, hmm, I can't believe he's not signed yet? I'm I'm, I'm thinking Brooke Lopez. I thought he'd sign already, mm-hmm. especially after Vucevic's uh, over, uh, overpay. I thought, oh, okay, he just set the market. At least can, I can at least get $18 million at then if, if, if age is the issue. I can get eight. I can get eighteen for the next three years. Let's say, maybe two years and a team option. Uh, I don't. I. I think the reason why it is taking a while because I think Brooke might be giving Milwaukee a chance to sign him back. Otherwise, he would have just left for Houston. Sounds like it. So I think Brooke might be waiting for M- M- Milwaukee to give him a deal, and running it back with Middleton and Giannis and, and the crew and trying to make up for the massive dud that they had here uh, in this year's playoffs. <laughs> Intel wild. So funny. You and Raphael going back and forth. Vincent's asking, I'm still high on Mamba. He never really got the chance to prove himself. He only had a few couple flashes with the Lakers, but what we saw was just not there. Uh, you know, he was, of course, a high lottery pick. I just think that, again, he just does not have the defensive awareness for someone his size and ability. He would be great if it all connected, but I'm not sure. Again, if you bring him back on the minimum, if he goes comes back on the minimum, I think that's something that 
okay, absolutely. That's something we could be interested in as a backup center, but that doesn't really help us up front as far as someone playing significant minutes, significant minutes up front with AD, right, Joe? Correct. Well, Bamba had a chance to showcase some skills. We were hoping that he could spread the floor and make threes and then just at least be a uh, a deterrent on defense, but he flamed out not only in play, but also not being able to play uh, with a bum ankle. Even by the time he got back healthy, they still didn't want to put him in the lineup. No, no, it takes a, it's been the motor. We, we, we knew uh, the best source of information on, on, on a player that you, you get or are about to get is to, Whatever team he's on, if he's coming from a different team, you want to go and scowl the the internet for whatever fan base information that you can get, a message board or a Reddit or a, a, any of the real GM kind of places where they have forums where people are talking about their teams. No one's going to know the day-to-day of their teams more than those message boards. And the ones that I viewed for Orlando when he was still there were all just get that this guy sucks and you got him for someone who equally or if worse sucked what exactly were you getting you know what i mean was it the change in scenery i'm not a fan of the change in scenery a player uh a talented player yes there have been instances where really? helped, uh but i don't know necessarily if that's he Rui something clicked with Rui after the DNP. And what happened was it clicked to the point where he asked LeBron, what, what, what do I need to do? And then LeBron paved the way. And then Rui changed, changed for the better. And sometimes that happens. I don't know necessarily if that's a change in scenery. I think it's just maybe maturity. Maybe it's the fact that he was going into his last season of his contract, wanted to make sure he made a good impression, and apparently he did. If he doesn't play as well as he does, as well as he did, he's a eight million dollar player. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're this, wrong. Just say he, he shot thirty percent from three during that run. He's an eight million dollar player. He's not an eighteen million dollar player. Derek wants to know how much of Bryant and Bamba failing in LA was having a head coach that wanted to play predominant three or four guard lineups. I'm not going to tell you wrong. We hated him playing so many three guard lineups seemed infatuated with the times. And I know that there were times we were asking, calling for more size. Uh, There there could be a chance that there's something had to do with it as far, especially on Bryant's end, especially when, with the fact that, you know, everybody got healthy AD came back and Bryant seemed to be, you know, his starting spot was taken away from him and he really wanted to go ahead. And once he had the taste of, of uh, once again, of playing some significant minutes, he wanted to go ahead and, and juice that Yay, up again. A subscriber. Thank you, Vincent, for subscribing. Your thoughts though, on how much of an influence it might've made as far as those small lineups that you, I, and Zangerstein absolutely detested. Every single time he did it. I think there is an analytical reason for those lineups. It's got a Dave Roberts feel to it. An Andrew Friedman feel to it. Where they're looking at statistics and saying, this is what we need to play at this moment. 
that's where I think that resonates from. And then compound that with uh, the fact that you have bigs that aren't productive. Yay, There's no busting of that, 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 those numbers or those analytics. Uh, the Lakers are going to have to get lucky in getting a legitimate center. When I say legitimate, someone who is serviceable at the very least. We didn't have one serviceable center last year. Not one. I so, want to thank so much. I'm here to save you all. And also as well, Stephen, for subscribing as well. But yes, Joe, I, I can please continue. Yeah, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a tough one for me to swallow right now. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really crossing my fingers that they have a solution there. I think it's probably why my mind is kind Yay, of going towards this. Subscriber. Maybe there's a package for D'Angelo Russell because a little bit of me says, can we get another guard, maybe not as good as him, but then also get a big? That's kind of where I'm at on that. I don't, I don't know if it's possible, but I'm hoping it is. Thank you very much, uh, Derek, for subscribing. And we have now hit over 750. And I made a promise to Joe. I said if we would go ahead and get over 750 subscribers on YouTube, I would change it to his much beloved logo, which I'm going to do right now. But as I do so, and I'm going to change it here. It's not my logo. It's our logo. Our, our logo. Okay. All right. But I want to go ahead and make sure everybody knows. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for watching this thing. It is our wrap-up of day one of NBA Free Agency. Are you concerned at all, Joe, about Austin Reeves and or D'Angelo Russell being signed away without anything to show for, for the Lakers? No, no, I, I'm not. They'll, they'll, they'll have a formidable team. It's just we're going to have to hope. Uh, Which that, I know you love so well. Yeah, we're going to have to hope that whatever center they bring in is a surprise and productive. Time. There it is, my friend. LFB. A subscriber. Bullets, thank you so much again for subscribing. Truly appreciate it. You've got the logo now changed, my friend. I'll have it changed everywhere I can as soon as I can. But now that we're over 750 subscribers, it is truly appreciated. Again, when it comes to Austin, I really think that there's no doubt that the Lakers are going to do everything in their efforts to sign him. D'Angelo, I think it now is coming to the point we need to sign him if you keep him on the team, he's going to stay a significant part of your regular season. If you don't keep him and trade him, you utilize that on getting more depth, especially up front for the Lakers and possibly another backup point guard as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it just, I, I, even if, if the Spurs dropped a hundred or 99 and or 102, whatever it is now with the new CBA, the 104, the Lakers are, are matching that. The only, the only one that's, wavering a little bit is maybe maybe D'Angelo Russell, but that would take that would take a team dropping, you know, 25, 30 million per for him. Um Vincent, I will say though, that's a great question. Are we new on YouTube? Uh, actually I've been doing this since 2019, uh mainly on Facebook for the first couple years, but during the pandemic I did shift over a little bit more and a little bit more to YouTube. We've been going hardcore on YouTube for now about a year, year and a half, I think. That's when Joe came on. Joe came on from the scene from LakersBall.com because I reached out to every 
available Lakers community that I could get uh, in touch with and was able to go ahead and get people to come on the show. We've got Laker Tom coming on here from time to time from Lakerholics.com. We've got Stone Hansen for the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. We've got John McCallion from his own channel. We've got so many. Laker Nick was on. We can't, All these great voices, Jamie Sweet, all these great voices. It just is so incredible to have them here as far as part of this. And I'm so glad we've been here for a while and we're here after every game. We're here doing at least four shows a week, right, Joe? We're looking to try and do, again, maybe three to five at least. Even through the offseason, we're going to keep running it at you, right, Joe? So what's likely happening right now, folks, is the algorithm is starting to disperse. I noticed that today. Today was activity I had never seen before. And I believe a lot of it is the fact that we've we've continued the battle of attrition in making sure that uh, there is enough content going out there. We're here. Now, not all of us are here. Well, Gerald and I are here all the time because that's, that's, <laughs> that's the point. Uh, Sinatra used to say 90% of it is being there. And what he meant by that was Sinatra was a performer. And Sinatra said, if you just get there, you're going to perform. It's like going to the gym. If you, When have you gone to the gym and not worked out, right? The hardest part is getting to the gym, right? Same thing here. Well, it's not hard, but it's hard for some people, right? They have lives. Uh, they have families. They have kids. If you want, I mean, if you want to hear the, the mean Joe versus the nice Joe in this discussion, Vincent, um, you've not heard the rants yet. You've so, so here's now, I'm, I'm probably gonna probably gonna get a lot of my guys mad here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say it anyways because I can do this. I'm a family man myself. I have children as well. I have a, I have a job. Matter of fact, I have like three jobs. I'm still here. I'm still here every day. I could be I could be here every day. So, the last cliche line. That's not really a cliche line. It's a line. Well, a good well, excuse. Okay. A good excuse. Because I got a still an excuse. So why is this all of a sudden now getting out there? It's getting out there because Gerald and I have put our heads down and said the only way this thing gets to where we want it, we have to be here every day somehow. And now it's starting to get out there. And it's going to get more vicious, too, by the way. I mean, I've been vicious on this show for a year, but it's going to get worse. The bigger audience that we get, the more vicious this is going to be. Why? Because then I know that the right ears are going to hear it. And, and I will say right now, thank you, Ronnie, for watch, taking the time out of your day to watch us right here. I know you are a Dallas fan, uh, and I know Joe is reading the comments, which I'm going to read aloud for our audio audience, because this also goes on podcasts. If you're driving to work, if you're driving anywhere, if you're going anywhere and you want to listen to audio podcasts, the Lakers Fast Break is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. We're always here for you. But I wanted to mention for those listening on audio, something that Ronnie Argumente, Agramante is saying, a Dallas fan. Again, we have Utah fans. We have other fans that are here as well. They obviously create a lot of stuff as far as just good dialogue, which was always what we recommend here at the Lakers Fast Break and truly appreciate, even from other you know, fans of other teams. 
He says, if Dallas gets defenders, we're literally the best team, Ox1947. So I don't know what you're talking about. You sound like a casual who's mad that LeBron is going to leave you all next year to play with Bronny. Yeah, and if I bleached my hair, my hair would be blonde. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> if, if, if they had defenders. Where are they going to get defenders from? How are they going to pay for the defenders? Where? Where are they going to get them? Brook Lopez? Christian Wood? Didn't they already have him? Don't they not like him? If, what, when, it doesn't matter. Kyrie Irving has shown a pattern, a pattern that wherever he's gone, except for a small stint with Cleveland, that he can't win. Would he win? In, he would win in L.A. with this current team. Sure. If you replaced D'Angelo Russell for Kyrie Irving. From a basketball standpoint, sure. But at what point will Kyrie Irving... Irving sabotage the focus, the chemistry, and all those things. And what is Kyrie Irving going to do to keep Luca from eating too much? That's the stuff a Dallas Maverick fan needs to listen, needs to learn. Also, you also need to understand what is Mark Cuban doing on a day-to-day culture basis in Dallas that that's going to keep people wanting to play there. Jalen Brunson left Dallas like he was on fire. Why? Why do these keep guys, these good players, keep wanting to leave? Why are there rumors already that Luca might be leaving? Is is Mark Cuban taking? You know, did he did he make half the office over there Shark Tank and the other half something else? Like, guys. You can sit there and fantasize all you want, but the results don't add up. Dallas, if they get this, if they get that, if my uncle had, if my aunt had a, you know what, she'd be my uncle. Enough with the ifs, okay? The Lakers right now have a better if game than the Dallas Mavericks. If the Lakers get a decent center, they are going to be a problem barring injury. You have to use the word barring injury in this league now because of all the pansies that play in it. So now what? Now what's the argument? Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Thing is, though, you've committed out there, Ron, and I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to call your team trash. I'm not going to like you're calling out Lakers. I would ask you to be more respectful, please. In the chat, that's all we ask is just to be respectful. We'll be respectful back. But the thing I ask you is with his history, with his history of the amount of games average he plays a year, Ronnie, aren't you at least a little bit concerned? 58 games, by the way. 58 games is his average. And that's because his average went up this year because he played more games this year. His average normally is around 50 to 52. So he's playing a little bit more for you, which is a good thing. But it's still an average of 58 games. 
And also the fact that you've now given him $126 million to play with. What are the odds he's going to be able to be uh, on the straight and narrow, let's just say, as far as his conduct, both on and off the court, to go ahead and collect on that full $126 million? Well, if, Car- if Kyrie was the GOAT, Ronnie, I can't tell if you're trolling us or just messing with us, which if you're messing with us, it's, it's a good one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But GOATs in their prime, which he is, don't get non-max contracts. Let's be real. He got a three-year contract. He was, if it was anybody else but Kyrie, would have gotten with a five. A, with, with, with a 50, 90, 40 stat line all the time, with ball handling like his. Could have gotten a five. A, you, you're talking about Desmond Bain getting 207, Halbert getting 260, five. Guys that can't even wear his shoes are getting that money. Why? Because they're not malcontents. They're not detriments to winning. So don't tell me your team if and what and when, when it's producing nothing. Get back to me when they when they win a championship. Then I'll believe you. Ronnie disagrees with you. He was just trolling you. It is Michael Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. I, I would not disagree with you on that, Ronnie. As much as we love Kobe here, as much as we love LeBron here, I, I'm going to agree with you on Michael Jordan. I've never seen a player better or a defense that is structured, you know, so focused on beating one human being than teams were for the Jordan rules and Michael Jordan. So, and he's not, by the way, he's not even a Maverick fan, he says. So, well, Ronnie, you've, you've got us on that one. So you've bested us, and, and I hope you enjoy that. But it's good to have you here. We love the banter back and forth. As long as it's healthy, as long as it's constructive, and as long as it keeps people entertained, we want to go ahead and do that because we not only like to inform you here, as Joe says, but we also like to give you entertainment from time to time as well. Correct, Joe? Yeah, we're in entertainment. We're in the entertainment business. I wouldn't be here unless our audience said, we want to hear what you say. I'm not in this. I'm not in this game to listen to myself talk. I, as much as I do talk on this thing, I actually don't talk during the day, unless I'm selling the business. That's it. I, I've gone mornings where I don't say a word for hours, and it's probably the best time of the day for me. I don't like talking. That's this is. There's a purpose here to talk. I can't just sit here and not talk. There's a there's a job here to do, and I'm, it's most of it is to analyze, interpret, and deliver information so that you guys don't have to go do that. That's our job. That's why you subscribe so that you don't have to deal with going and looking at all these things. I I have that kind of life. You know, if I have any downtime, I'm looking at my message boards. I'm on uh, LakersBall.com. I'm looking at other forums that, that will, 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 will give me some kind of information that I can use for the show and obviously give me knowledge on what's going on with my teams and everything around the NBA. The Lakers are a big part of my life. They've been a big part of my life for 32 years and it's gotten bigger and bigger as I've gotten older. You would think that after you become an adult, you'd probably not take this as seriously right now. When I say taking it seriously, as in so invested in it, but the reason why I'm invested in it is because it's fun, but I do have a separation. Like I'm not crying in the corner when they lose uh, or, 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 or my life isn't dead because they lose. no, I, I can balance the highs and lows, and uh, they've given me enough highs to, to to be thankful, anyways. Even if the rest of the time I'm on this earth is 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 a is a, is a loss. With 
Preach with Serge Ibaka again, his back, which is, you know, he, I think he might be done because his back has just been such, you know, the last half of his career, he could have been so much more productive, but his back issues have, have probably leaded to the downfall of his career. Whiteside, I think he's burned so many bridges. I think he was with Utah last, and I just don't think that uh, teams like, like, for instance, DeMarcus Cousins, which you talked about earlier, Nobody seems to be, and Willie Cauley-Stein, nobody wants to be in, are interested in these guys, and they haven't been for over two seasons. There's probably a reason why that these guys have not been able to sustain a late-ending career in the NBA. But uh, I know, Ronnie, you're like many people that wanted Kyrie to come to the Lakers. It didn't happen because he wanted his money, and, and you know, I can't say I blame him for wanting the money. And he's, you know, congratulations to him. He didn't get the five-year I'm sure he was looking for, but he did get three for 126. So, you know, obviously some great money for him. Uh, Joe says, don't be surprised if Kyrie comes to L.A. in a trade by the deadline. We'll see. But, but my friend, uh, you know, there's been some great questions. I wanted to go ahead and hit you one up. Uh, Ernesto says, what about a Russell for Harden sign and trade? The logistics on the money would probably not happen because you would have to sign – D'Angelo for what 35 million, I think, and change in order to match the salary of Harden, who did opt into the final year of his contract. And I don't think any team would want D'Angelo on a 35 million dollar contract because he's looking for multiple years. I don't think the Lakers want James Harden either. Uh, James Harden has deteriorated uh, physically in the last couple of years. 20 points and 10 assists last year, though. I'm going to give uh, him that. Yeah, but it's you, you have to look at game six and seven against Boston. That's the James Harden you get when it matters. James Harden is not a money player. He's never been a money player. He was showing signs of it in that series, but he came up lame when it really mattered like he always does. He just doesn't have the focus to get you over the hump. And there's no better place for him to go than the LA Clippers so that he can continue to be around people that are continuously unavailable when it matters. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate being here for our free agent wrap up. Some great conversations out there with you in the best Lakers chat room that's out there. It's Lakers fast break. Really good crowd late tonight. I, I cannot thank you enough for staying up with us. It's truly appreciated. Ronnie says Dallas is smart because he got matched up with Luca years left on his contract. He's got a player option in the third year. We'll see what happens when uh, at the end of that contract, though. Again, it was kind of iffy for him for a little while and if he was going to get you know a nice contract, but it looks like you know, congratulations to him on that. Dallas, though, you know, if you could find some defenders. Like you said, that's the problem, finding some defenders. Derek Lively is going to have to get really good really quick because I know he was someone that we were targeting with the Lakers pick at 17. That could be a good defender for you with uh, maybe some upside and maybe he has, can shoot for range, which he never could do in D Dallas. But our good friend Rafael Barlow and also as well, uh, you know, Stone Hansen both did say, especially Rafael, about how enamored he was with the stroke that he showed off in workouts. So that could be a possibility for you guys, but there still needs more than that as far as defenders on Dallas is concerned, I think, to go a long way. 
but don't worry. Says I'm drunk and about to smoke a giant bag of weed. More power to you. Hope you enjoy it thoroughly. And I'm glad you're in your home enjoying it as well. Not out on the roadways out there. Uh, Ronnie says, uh, and also if we trade Tim Hardaway Jr., we get him $18 million. That's his name has been all over the trade machine. So I could see the him uh, move being moved at some point sooner rather than later. So I do see that, Ronnie. Um, but when it comes to what the Lakers can still do, I think a lot of what the Lakers can still get outside of Austin Reeves is totally dependent on what they signed and if they signed D'Angelo Russell, Joe. Yeah, it, it, all, all things point to the Lakers bringing D'Angelo back, signing and signing Reeves back, and then getting minimum contracts for their, their bigs and running running the, running the that team uh, for 2024. And I'm going to be positive here, Preach. I'm going to say that, that they're still in the running for uh, Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes? I would say Christian Wood, I think, is going to get a contract that's going to be comparable, at yeah. least for him. And then he'll make them mad wherever he goes, and then maybe we might have a shot at him next year. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would be ready for the trade deadline next year. I'd be ready for a player that needs to get bounced out of wherever they are. And the Lakers maybe being in a position where they're playing well enough, but not good enough to be a favorite in the in, to, to to win the title, and then maybe that one trade would be that player that that takes them over the hump. That that could be a possibility, or we could get lucky and just come out and we're we're thirty eight and twenty at the at the at the All Star break and. The Lakers decide. Look, we're we're ro- we're rolling here. We're doing well. We're going to win fifty five games. Going to the playoffs. LeBron will hasn't been playing more than twenty nine to thirty minutes a game, and AD is going to end up playing seventy games this year, winning a Defensive Player of the Year and being a top five MVP candidate. And then we can we can we can just go with what we have. Ideally, that would be the easiest way because then there's less le- there's less thinking and there's less headache of what we're going to do here and there. Everyone knows they're going to be on the team. Everyone can feel secure that they're a big part of what's going on. That would ideally be better if I had a choice, but I'm going to feel better if the Lakers can get a legitimate big man on this team or two so that things can even out, but we're going to have to wait for that. Oscar was talking about Dwight Powell, Paul Reed and Bismack Biembo still uh, out there as far as uh, minimum centers. Uh, Dwight Powell probably would be the most attractive of the three. Uh, your thoughts on any of those? Paul Reed is a great hustler, but he's a little undersized. And of course, Bismack Biombo, uh, again, you know, shot blocker, deluxe, but man, he's at 30 or 40% on free throws. That's uh, something where he's going to be very limited on the number of minutes he can play. No, I, I, you can't bring in anyone, any, any player that's going to be shooting that bad from the free throw line. Not, not in a, in a league where I, I really believe that the, the reason why the Lakers won uh, in Memphis and in, in Golden State against Golden State was because of free throws. LeBron was just phenomenal and AD was phenomenal. Those guys were not making free throws during the regular season. I don't know what the hell changed, but it, it just it, it 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 completely changed those series. Them. LeBron especially. I don't I don't think I ever saw LeBron shoot that well from the free throw line the last three months. 
that was his best free throw shooting I've ever seen. And it was a, it played a big part in winning those series. It really did. There was a game where they didn't miss a free throw. Can't remember which which Memphis game was it? Was it game three? Was it game three? I think it was game three. Yeah. Yeah. The Tristan Thompson questions are still out there, my friend. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, Tristan Cole. Tristan Kardashian Thompson, as Joe would really get bad, gets mad when I say that. So, yes. yes. Um, I will say, though, that a Grizzlies fan, you know, Grizzlies did some good moves. Uh, Derek Rose, picking up Derek Rose, uh, you know, as a backup uh, point guard could uh, be something very good. Although 25 games in, once Jaw comes back, he's just going to be a guy that's on the bench, uh, you know, obviously helping these young guys out. Uh, Preach says, I don't like Bismack Biombo. Uh, it's just a free throw shooting. It's just atrocious. And that's always going to be a hindrance for the rest of his career. Uh, Ronnie says Austin Reeves can get more money than the Lakers, though. The like the Spurs can offer him 120 for 40 years, but then the Lakers can still match. The Lakers could only offer him a tender him offer of four years. Was it 53, 54? But if the Spurs sign him to an offer sheet, Joe, of 120 million for four years, the Lakers could potentially match that. Can they offer 120? Well, let's say no. Actually, I'm not 120. No, I don't think I don't think it goes beyond 102. I believe 102. Okay. But I'm anyway, just saying. Yeah. I'm saying that because I think the new collective bargaining agreement says it. But all early reports, but this is before it became official. Early reports was 99 for four okay. as the max. You have to understand, guys. The Lakers don't have to pay, or I should say, any team does not have to pay him evenly for four years. The first two years in that contract is going to be 11 and change and 12 and change. So the Lakers are are set up perfect for that poison pill because when he gets his balloon payment in game, in year three, that's when LeBron comes off the books. And if Austin Reeves stays consistent, that's going to be a good contract for, for, for Austin. Good for, I should say a good contract for the Lakers. They're going to have a, uh, uh, going into his prime player that's making that kind of money. Vincent, if you tell everybody out there in the Philippines where you know Luca and Zangerstein and so many other of our, our valuable listeners and our audiences at right now, if you tell everybody in the Philippines about us here at the Lakers Fast Break, uh, Salamat from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break. You know, uh, for someone who has a wife that's Filipina, uh, it was truly appreciated, and uh, it would be truly welcomed if that's the case. So uh, that'd be awesome if that's the case. If we were big in the Philippines, Joe. How about that? If we were big in the Philippines? Well, it would make sense if we were big in the Philippines. The Philippines is a massive Laker contingency. Yes. They love the Lakers, and they loved the only country, I think, besides, I don't even think, I mean, people loved Kobe in America, L.A. for sure. Like, Kobe could not. Kobe is the most popular person ever in L.A. Now, I want you to imagine that for a second. Imagine that. How many stars have been in L.A.? Movie stars, athletes. The only one that, obviously, you could sit next to him is Magic Johnson. You could argue Magic and, and Kobe are a tie. I, I would. So, imagine now that, and then you have a country like the Philippines, who love Kobe and love the Lakers. You could argue that 
the Philippines is Kobe, China is Magic. Which one loves Kobe more? They voted, they voted a long time ago uh, that Kobe was more popular than Yao Ming back when he was in his prime. Imagine that, Kobe Bryant more popular than Yao Ming, right? Yep. So Philippines, absolute. You can when they say Laker country, literally, they are Laker country. <laughs> So I'll ask you, my friend, we're going to go ahead and uh, wind it down here, my friend. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro. Please check out Joe Soro today as Ox1947 in a great chat site that is LakersBall.com. That conversation continues all day, all year long at LakersBall.com. Also as well, he runs a company if you're in the Southern California area and you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today. It is Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. I also host the Pop Culture Cosmos, which covers the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. And our good friend Stone Hanson from the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com, and John McCainlin from the John McCainlin channel. These all, we got a cast of characters. El, we didn't even forget about, we didn't even talk about L Rob. I got to get L Rob back on the show so he could talk about all the great things that he's seen so far in free agency. Laker Nick was awesome earlier today. We have so many great guys that are on this show. Well, that's, that's, I'm assuming is what brings, what's starting to bring the audience to, to the show is you have different personalities, different perspectives. And more importantly, we have knowledgeable in their own little niche they have their own knowledge of their little niche in the NBA. So Stone Hansen is the draft guru. Stone Hansen knows more about high school players than their parents. And then you have Laker Tom, who's been around since Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, when they were playing for the Lakers. So there's a lot of history there. Um, you have Gerald, who's been the podfather for what, 13, 14 years now? I didn't even mention Henry, who runs, or he does at times help me run Courtside Lakers, which has over 5,000 followers on Instagram. It's a battle of attrition, folks. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you build a network. Eventually, you build a team, just like an NBA championship team. The, the team is here. We're building the team, and we have different parts, and sometimes some of those parts leave for free agency. Some of them retire. Some retire and maybe come back. You have almost the same concept. And then you have the fans, those who are subscribed and liked, and they will view the team and they will support the team. And then they will enhance the team. Why? Because fans bring out the pressure, the pressure to perform. And when you have the audience, negative or positive, as long as you're not belligerent, and stupid and when i say belligerent and stupid saying racist stuff just to get a rile on people or just throwing nonsense you know i I don't mind a little rubbing you guys can throw some 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 ball busting type comments I, i i welcome that that's a good thing but saying stupid things saying things that don't pertain to anything logical you know we're gonna bounce your ass faster than a basketball but if you are here to get some entertainment it's just gonna we're gonna continue to get this this thing's gonna continue to get better and better and i can guarantee you that right now 
Once again, that's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there being a part of what we're doing. We are looking to do shows with Laker Weekend this weekend. Uh, just checking to see with the guys from the Lakerholics if they're available to do so. Laker Tom said he was, but haven't heard yet from Jamie. Otherwise, Joe and I will probably step in with maybe Laker Tom doing a show sometime Saturday to give you an update of what's going on with free agency. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, but we may find out by then what's going on with Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, and the rest of the Lakers, how that's going to fit out. So we will be back for that. You can guarantee that. And if I can schedule ahead of time, so you know ahead of time, because if you're liked and you subscribed, you already will know when we go out live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break, it, we will do so. But we do have Lakers shows planned for you this weekend as well. Joe, any last thoughts, my friend, on the way out? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm at this. I'm waiting for which team is going to give Austin Reeves an offer sheet. If no one does, that might move the B to an A for the Lakers, because now they're going to offer Reeves a four-year, fifty-two million dollar contract. Now that changes everything in terms of money. Things could change right there. I'm. I'm, I'm anxious to see if that's that that happens. I am as well, and if it does happen, we will go live on the air, rest assured, because we at the Lakers Fast Break are going to keep you clued in on what's going on with free agency. To everybody out there listening, thanks so much again for listening to us for all the wrap-up and all the stuff that's going on. I'm going to post everything I can as far as as much of the almost six hours of coverage today on NBA free agency, and if you've been hanging out with us through our record numbers earlier today, even on these great numbers tonight, late at night, it is truly and immensely appreciated, whether you're on Facebook, Twitch, Kick, Twitter, wherever, Instagram, checking us out there, or right here on YouTube, it is immensely appreciated. Intel, you've been so amazing. I'm glad you came into our lives as far as being able to go ahead and be a major part of what we do. Raphael, as always, just great to have you here. Congratulations on your degree to Lakers Fast Break University, getting your degree in Lakers Studies as well. I'm glad you got a chance to listen to that and made sure to let you know that you were put in as the final five members, the 30 members, the 30 individuals given honorary degrees right here at Lakers Fast Break University. So it is truly appreciated. It is, of course, uh, the Lakers Yay! Fast Break. Joe, uh, just great to have you here, my friend. Tien, on the way out, uh, just thank you so much for subscribing. We also had other subscribers. Mr. Skinny, I believe, also as well. Thank you so much for subscribing. We had more subscribers than I could actually count or see. Our best day ever, Joe. I mean, it's almost like you don't want to end. Let it end, man. I don't know how much better it can get for us. Well, you want to? You want to? You want to give the audience? enough to where they want more later you don't want to oversaturate this I, I i used to love that about a show called entourage i don't know if you guys know that show it was on hbo between 04 and 2012 i believe and one of the things that that was great about the show is it was only a 30 minute show well technically it was 23 minutes and every time the show ended i was like ah i gotta wait till next week you want to you want to create that a little bit. You want to create a, a tease for the next shows and the next shows and the next shows. You don't want to wear your stuff out. However, today when you when it comes to free agency or the trade deadline uh or even let's say a title win, 
uh, I think being on being on is, is 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 warranted because it's it's a special occasion. Uh, the four hours that we did today w- went by quick because we're talking, we're seeing activity. Uh, I think it was, I think I could have stayed on longer, but I did sense that. You wanted to go to the pool, man. I didn't want to go to the pool, but I could, I could, I could still bring my, my equipment to the pool. And and, well, I'll tell you what you get, we get to a thousand subscribers. You don't do have to do it from an, uh, a Wild Wings, the Buffalo Wild Wings, like you have done before. You could check that out in the archives here on YouTube. When Joe honed up to the bet, he's he's actually had what the the hottest chip that's out there, correct? The one chip challenge. You've done the one chip challenge on the air, and you've also done the Buffalo Wild Wings challenge here on the air to pay off bets. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, the 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 one chip challenge was. Not not really bad for me, uh, but I, I I didn't do one of those where I sat there like a jackass. You for were 15 drinking minutes. the shake the whole time. I drank Sonic. the shake right after. I was like, look, I'm not gonna be that guy where I'm just sitting there in pain. Um, however, you can't really fake the pain uh, or maneuver through the pain of the blazing challenge at Buffalo Wild Wings. The blazing challenge, the wings at. At, at Buffalo Wild Wings, the, the the sauce, which by the way is freaking delicious, it's just hot as hell. Um, I I ate those wings, and I you'll see a snot bubble. So you can't. <laughs> I couldn't fake that one, guys. I was I was my nose was draining like a faucet, and I got a snot bubble to prove that that sucker was hot as hell. But I got through it, and I think a, a lot of it had to do with the fact that. When you're talking and you got your mind off of the pain, you're 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 less likely to probably be affected as much by it. At least I I did, um, and it was a fun challenge. I thought Buffalo Wild Wings represented themselves extremely well that morning. They gave me a hot fudge sundae, which by the way was the greatest ice cream I ever ate too. It was just amazing. Uh, had a good time doing it. I really did, and I'm, I'm glad I was able to do it and make everybody happy. And it's in the archives forever, so you can watch Absolutely. it anytime. Yep, it's right there on YouTube. Raphael, as he said, he saw it live. Intel says, try to bomb Joe. Uh, maybe you'll have to one day. But for a 1,000 subscribers, my friend, you got to do the show from the pool. Yes. So we are, and if we manage to have a, a day like today, a few more times this summer, looking like we're going to probably get the 1,000 subscribers before the end of the summer, which was my my goal this this uh, this summer. Should that happen, I will be broadcasting from my jacuzzi in my backyard. And if we get the thousands, just like all those other girls on Twitch. Yeah, we're gonna have some fun with that. Yes, you will. You will see me relaxing in a in a in a, in a spa, uh, celebrating our thousandth subscriber. Because if you think that stuff got unlocked today, wait till you Yay, get to a thousand. That's when things are really gonna start moving. Speaking of which, Anthony is a new subscriber. Thanks so much for doing so. Turbo has a great question before we head on out. What's up, fellas, on the panel? You guys think the Lakers got better today? Is that enough to go up against the Nuggets or not enough yet? I'd still like to get some more beef up front uh, and maybe solidify and just figure out what they're going to do for point guard A and point guard B. Once they get that cleared up, I think they do. They 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 match up favorably against the Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets got weaker today without Bruce Brown. Uh, I also think that they're going to enjoy their championship 
and have a letdown because Jokic has that personality. He has the personality. And everybody was healthy virtually the entire year. Yes, they, they had the, the good luck too. When you have health, that, that's that's one of the lucky things you can get. And Lakers you have, couldn't say that. What was that? I said the Lakers couldn't say that. No, the Lakers haven't been able to do that. Why? Because they've been using their main guy out of position this whole time, right? Yeah. And LeBron was overworked. It's just that they didn't have a choice. They had to do what they had to do. I think we got a little better today. We got a little bit better, and it's going to come down to Darvin Ham devising a plan, devising an offense that caters to the depth and the system so that LeBron isn't needed as much during the regular season. That has to happen. And we need AD not playing free safety this year. We need him to play strong safety. We need him to be set up where he needs to be on defense with his guy, focused on his guy, and, you know, tailing here and there and helping out a little on that. But it can't be 40 minutes of constant just going to wherever the dead spots are. You can't have that. All right. Well, it looks like uh, the questions are out there of Adrian and Bobby Marks and whatnot. They were talking to each other. Do you ever sleep? Well, at least they didn't get laid off today with all the ESPN layoffs. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy among them, Jalen Rose among them, and several others. Uh, if you want to look in the news, that was kind of surprising for me on Van Gundy. I would have actually laid off uh, Windhorse and and I wasn't. I wasn't surprised. Van Gundy has deteriorated the last five six years. His shtick is old. His yapping is old, and I'm, 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 he's going to go somewhere at some point. Yeah. But he just won't his, get the mega millions that he Yeah, his, his, his stuff just got to the point where I just got started, got tired of hearing, hearing, hearing his voice. But I will tell you, my friend, it's been great having everyone here. Another, again, two hours almost here. Total six hours today. We'll be back at it tomorrow once we get more updates of what's going on. I'll try to schedule out a show tomorrow. May not be around noon. I may actually do it a little bit later in the day, and I'll let Tom know if that's the case. Unless Jamie and him come on for a Lakerholic spotlight tomorrow, we'll let you know. But it will be a Lakers weekend. We will be back for more coming up here tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. Joe, great job today, my friend. We our best day ever. Looking forward to more great, you know, great awesome days like this, man. Looking forward to more awesome days like this down the road. Absolutely, yes. This should be the norm soon. And then I'm glad I'm we're gonna we're gonna keep building it. Just keep building it, guys. You're gonna we're gonna entertain you guys, and we're gonna have some controversial topics too. Uh, not because we're planning to create controversy. It's it could be triggered by a question. It could be triggered by a, a comment. Uh, you're gonna you guys are gonna get a chance to know who we are, and we're not we're not we're not gonna be uh, those same guys on ESPN and. Fox oh, at, no. the, at the whim of the master. We are the masters here. We run this crap. Now, YouTube could say, you guys are getting too big for us. But if that happens, there's other outlets to go to. So I wouldn't worry about that either. <laughs> Absolutely. Watch, watch out, Mr. Beast. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out, Logan Paul. All right, we'll come Oh, uh, please. No, no, no. That's that's what? not the that's not the plan. Well, uh, and no intel. Right uh, being a in diva, bank. being a diva is sub, is is a subjective interpretation. I Joe's was been called, called a narcissist. I've on been this called show. a narcissist, and there's uh, and the easiest thing to.
to say when you're being accused of something uh, is to try to figure out why. Why is is why is why is that comment or that interpretation, I should say, in your head? Is it because is it the confidence? Is it is it is it uh, conceited? Is it ego? Is it vain? I don't know. Believe what you want. Believe what you want. I'll play. I said. I said you're Mr. Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is tomorrow. So money in the bank is 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 a true term, though. It is. It's not just a line. I got a lot of money in the bank, and I can I continue to put money in the bank uh, to a certain extent because you don't want all your money in the bank. Banks don't do jack squat for you. You want your money moving. So if you guys want some financial advice, keep your money moving. Because the second it sits, this is the same second that it drops down in value. Once again, I feel almost like it's Lakers financial hour. It is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate it. So for Joe Sorrell, LakersBall.com, and Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com, it's Gerald Glass from the Pop Culture Cosmos and, of course, Lakers fans. Love you, Intel. I know you're busting my balls. Absolutely, Intel. Amazing. Forever and ever. Yep, yep. Big shout out. He, I think of everybody, he was the here longest, the most. He's been waiting for us. He came, you know, was waiting for us in the in the chat before we even started on the air. Six plus hours for Intel Wild with us. Absolutely amazing. Kudos to you. Kudos to everyone out there, all our new subscribers, all the people who stuck out with us today. It is the NBA free agency. Day one is coming to an end. We'll be back for more on day two this weekend. Looking forward to it. I know you are as well. From all of us. To all of you, thank you so much for watching, listening, and taking some time out of your day to follow us all day long on the first day of free agency right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. All the best, everyone. Have a good weekend.